Welcome to the Becoming a Financially Confident Woman podcast. This podcast is for women and those who self-identify as such who want to become financially confident. Here is a safe space where we will get education, empowerment, encouragement, and support on your financial journey. All right, let's get started. All right, all right, all right. This is Dr. April Murdoch coming to you live here uh, for our first recording. Uh, Today, uh, we're going to talk about financial planning and why it is important for women. You know, I get this feeling a lot of times from women when they come to see me is that, you know, what is financial planning? They don't understand what it is. They don't even understand why they need it. It seems so complex. It seems like only uh, the wealthy engage in financial planning, only those who have uh, lots of assets, uh, incomes are, you know, the folks that should be doing this. And I say that is wrong. That is not what we should be thinking about this. I do think the industry has made it seem like financial planning is something that only could be um, accessible by those who have great deals of wealth. And, you know, one of the things I say is, how did you think they got there? I mean, listen, you see someone fit, you see someone, you know, uh, looking the way you want to look, maybe have lost a lot of weight, uh, healthy in their body. You think they got there without a plan? You think they got there by accident? They just woke up like that? Or better yet, they are the only ones who are eligible to receive you know, fitness and health training. No, you don't think that. And so why do we think that when it comes to planning for our financial futures? So today we're going to go over why financial planning is important for women. Uh, What is a financial plan? What does that look like? Uh, Who should begin financial planning? How do you even do that? And one of the questions that I, I get a lot is, you know, I don't have a whole lot of money, so do I even need to do this? So we'll talk about that. Let's get started. All right. So let's look at what is a financial plan. A financial plan is just a guide for how you're going to accumulate, spend, or leave your assets. And it doesn't matter what those assets are, right? It can be money. It can be property, retirement accounts, gold. Uh, stocks and bonds, but really it is a plan that details exactly what you're going to do to do one, to accumulate the assets, right? That you're going to accumulate Two, when you want to access those assets, how are you going to get a hold of them? How are you going to use them in the future the way you want to use them? So it's a plan. It is a guide. It is a step-by-step guide that tells you what you need to do, how you need to do it, even when you need to begin doing those things. So that's really what a financial plan is, you know, and it's nothing to be intimidated by. Really, it is nothing at all to be intimidated by. I think, like I said, the industry has made it where we are intimidated by it. Um, We only see it uh, being catered to those who are ultra high net worth. Um, and that's not necessarily the case. I do think there are some qualities and some things that you need to begin down this road. And we'll talk about them a little bit later, but you definitely don't need to be 
ultra high net worth. So we know what it is, but why is it important for women? Like why women? And you know, one of the main reasons is that women tend to enter and exit the, the workforce a lot more than men, right? So those of us who assume those gender roles as a woman who may have children and then may want to stay home for a period of time to raise the children or, you know, help a lot more in that process, they tend to not work as much. They don't have a steady work history. And so because of that, because they may enter or eg and exit the workforce a little more rapidly than men or a little more frequently than men, they don't have the time in the system to build the wealth or to begin putting money away in those different retirement accounts that are available at your employer than men. And so that's what we see. And because women enter and exit like that, they need it more than ever. Women need to make sure they have that plan. The other thing is that women live longer. Um, I, I say this statistic all the time. I read it years ago. It still holds true. 80% of men die married. So therefore, when a man, man passes away, uh, his income goes away and now she's left with one. So before he dies, they're both incomes if they're both working in the home. And then when he passes away, one income is gone. And now the woman is typically left to figure out how to manage that one income, change her lifestyle. And so she needs to not only learn how to manage that, but she's gonna live longer than her spouse or her partner is because we, 80% of women die single. So we have a longer life expectancy. And that also is the reason why we need to figure out how we're going to live longer on maybe the income, the, the shortage that we are now experiencing with the death of the spouse. So that's also another reason why women need to have a financial plan. Um, if you are identified as LGBTQ community, then even that's even more important because employment typically is less stable there. A lot of different reasons. Uh, you know, we may have discrimination, um, just not the consistent work history there. And so even if you identify in that community, um, you still need to make sure that you have a plan in place. And unfortunately, the industry has not done a great job there as well. I think more conversation is being had to be able to speak to other other folks in our world and other folks and, and people in different communities, but we definitely uh, need more support for that community, especially when it comes to financial planning, money management, all of that retirement and all those things. So that, those would be the reasons. Uh, the other thing is actually because women move in and out of the, the workforce so much, then we may start out later in life investing than men. So men may start out, stati uh, statistically it's said that men start out later in life, I mean, women start out later in life investing more so than their male counterparts. So those are just a, free, a few reasons why Women need a financial plan. And you know, there was also an article I read I read that said women are natural planners. Like not all of us, I know, you know, there are people who are not, 
But we do typically like to have a plan in place and know where the T's are going to be crossed and where the I's are going to be dotted. And at least we have some sort of roadmap for what our future is going to look like and how can we orchestrate it in a way that would look the way we want it to look. So women are concerned about those things. And we typically are, they said in the study, we are natural planners and we desire a plan. So if that's you, then listen, this is a place where there's no judgment, no shame. If you don't have one yet, this is why this podcast exists. So we've covered the what is a financial plan. We covered why is financial planning important for women. Well, let's talk more about uh, who, who should begin, right? So when we talk women, you know, who should begin financial planning at what stage? You know, um, when I got into this industry, I started realizing the many tools that were available uh, to not just women, to everybody, right? And I have two girls and one of the things I really wanted them to be financially savvy because I was not. Um, my my financial past has just not been great. I've uh, lost everything three times. I have done things like tapped into my 401ks and things of that nature. Was never really educated on how this should work. So when we talk about who should engage in this process, well, when, when you think about financial planning, and I told you that, you know, it's it's this guide, it's a document, it is a literal document, and it is a living, breathing document, and I should have mentioned that earlier, which means that it is always subject to change, and it should always be updated as you move through different seasons in your life. But when we talk about who should begin, anybody, when you get your first job, uh, when you hit 16 and you get that first job, you should start thinking about, okay, first of all, how long do I want to do this? Uh, what does my life look like? I know it sound those sounds like create sound like crazy questions to ask, but thinking about your future is very important. So I believe everyone, everyone, when you get the age, either the age of majority or the age where you can begin putting something away for your future, that's when you should start. So you, you know, when you're 16, you may not need or have to engage in a big old financial guide, a financial plan or the actual document, but you can begin there. And so in my house, you know, my son, he, uh, he has a Roth IRA. My daughters, they have Roth IRAs. That's what they can begin with when they got their first job and you know they put a minimum amount away every month so i say when we talk about who is earliest 16 begin the process of introducing your child your teen to hey you know financial planning this is the first step in it so i say when we talk about who everyone as soon as you get your first job creating a plan is very important like I said, it does, it's not going to be nearly as detailed as maybe your parents or someone immersed a little more in, in the employment world, but it's definitely a good way to start. So begin as soon as you can with that process. The next thing, the next question is, well, how? I mean, how? How do you do that? Well, I'll be quite honest. I mean, if you're a young person and you're 16 years old and you want to get started 
Uh, you can go see a financial advisor and start and open up something called a Roth IRA. You can go to your bank or your credit union and you can do the same thing and put money in there. It just depends on the level of service and support that you need. Um, I'm always a big fan of having somebody you work with, but you can do it either way. But I say get some help depending on what stage you're in in your life. If you're a young person and you're, you know, you're not at that level where you're needing to develop a plan, your team, you know, you don't really have your first full-time big person job or career, then starting at the Roth stage will be a good thing to do. But if you are, if you've got your first job, you're out of college, get some help, get some financial help, find a professional to help you first walk through your financial goals. Okay. This plan is for you. It's about you. It's not about them. It is about you. And so you make sure that you get you a professional to kind of help walk you through your financial goals. Things like, well, when do you want to have children or do you plan on having a family? Do you plan on getting married? Do you want to own your own home? How do you feel about debt? If you think about retirement, at what age do you want to retire? Those are questions that you can start, you know, pondering on before you even meet with someone. But then when you do, they should be asking you these questions. This is a deep dive into what do you want your situation to look like at whatever stage in your life. So it's very important. I think that you get a professional to help you walk through your financial goals. The other thing is when you get this person, make sure it's someone you click with, you know, because I'll be honest, this process, this financial planning process is a very vulnerable process. Uh, the women I work with, we call it our financial GYN session because it's that invasive. And you want to find someone you click well with because, I mean, let's face it, ladies, how many GYNs do you go to? You don't change them frequently, right? Because it's so invasive. So the same way, the same way I would approach my financial planning, make sure you get someone to work with that you can click with that understands your values, that is not judgmental, that is, you know, respectful and sensitive to your lifestyle. Uh, no matter how you identify, this person really should be focused on helping you to achieve your financial objectives and not theirs. The minute you see that it's all about them and it's not really about you, then that probably is not someone you want to do business with or you want to work with because ideally, once you find this person to help you begin this planning in the beginning the plan may not be nearly as in depth but as you progress through life and go through different seasons it become it can become a lot more complex a lot more depth to it and this person is going to walk with you through every season of your life what i say to my clients is you know it's it's a death do us part till death do us part relationship whoever goes first, you or me, right? So that's my commitment to them and to the process that we go through. And you need to find someone that you feel like you can walk through those seasons of life with. Now, listen, things change, situations change. I'm not saying, you know, you got to be married to this person and there's no contract that ties you to them. I mean, this is your life and your money and you can walk at any time and go somewhere where you feel most comfortable 
But ideally, you want to think about this as a long-term relationship where you are getting what you need. You get the education, you get the support, you get the no judgment, you get feeling like you're valued and respected for the way you want to handle your money and the way you want to live your life. So that is extremely important, making sure you find someone you click with. Also making sure that you find someone that doesn't talk above your head. You know, this industry can be very famous for or has been famous for um, sounding so intelligent and using these $50 words and talking about stocks and margins and, and just using and, and communicating with people in a way that, you know, you get this glassy eyed look, like you don't understand anything that's going on. And so now you feel inferior, you feel stupid, you don't understand. And one of the biggest mistakes that I see when that happens is then women tend to avoid it. They just say, forget it. I, I don't even know. I'm not even looking at this cause I can't understand it. I can't read these statements. And so working with someone that doesn't talk above your head, but is really focused on helping you to understand what their recommendations are and what you're doing is extremely important. And one of the things I say all the time, if you don't understand it in a way that when you're out with your girlfriends, let's say you're, you know, you're having brunch mimosas and you guys start talking about finances and, and you can't communicate whatever you want to communicate about what you're doing with your money to your girlfriends in a really easy to understand way, then we shouldn't execute. It should not happen. And until you get that level of confidence and comfort, we don't do anything. So it's very important that you understand what is being done. You understand the recommendations. No one's talking above your head. You don't feel inferior. You don't feel shame. You don't feel stupid. So that's now, I'll be honest, like you won't understand a lot, you know, every nook and cranny. Um, that is where trust comes in and you have to use discernment there. But generally, you really need to have a good understanding of whatever plans or whatever things you're putting in place when you're working with a person. Um, communicative, someone that's communicative, that talks to you, that is responsive to your questions. Uh, even if you have questions, I always encourage people to come with your questions, email your questions, bring them in. There is no dumb question. Hey, creating a financial plan is a, is a complex process, right? It's an in-depth process. I just explained the level of vulnerability you have to have and transparency that you have to have to engage in this process. Well, the same thing is for us. I mean, as financial planners and financial advisors, we are committed to walking you through that process. And it, we have to make sure that we dot our I's and cross our T's and get as much information from you as possible so that we can provide the best advice based on your situation at the time and your future goals. So it's very important that you communicate. You know, you, you've got to communicate and the person has to be able to communicate with you as well. And the other thing I kind of want to add is, listen, you've got to be serious about this thing. You know, um, you've got to be committed to wanting to get to wherever you want to get to. 
Um, you can't be wishy-washy about it, halfway committed. Uh, the, the advisor gives you homework or things that you need and you don't show up with those things. You know, you really need to take this process seriously because at the end of the day, this is your life. And one of the other things that I say, and I, I quote Maya Angelou, is when you know better, you do better, right? And so the advisor is giving you all this education and support. And so with the expectation is that you're going to, you know, follow the advice or, or just be there ready to get things done so that, you know, your, your goals can be met. And so you've got to be serious. You've got to be committed to you. All right. Cause this is the first step. Really. I can tell you about financial planning. I can tell you why women need it. I can tell you why you need it. I can tell you the value and all those things, but you have to be committed to this process and you have to be willing. I don't care how good it looks and I don't care how bad it looks. You have to be willing to be transparent, to be vulnerable, to be willing to learn so that you can move from where you are to where you want to be, or at least have a roadmap or plan as to that that process or to where you want to go so it's extremely extremely important that you show up you show up ready you show up willing you want it um chasing you down running you down to get documents and to do those things uh so that we can put together a good plan for you is not something we want to do we really want to help you i know for me and my clients i really want to help them but I can't help you or want it more for you than you want it for yourself. So you're the first step really above all of this is you being committed to the process. So, you know, that that's some of, okay, the how, let's talk about when I already kind of went over, like, when should you do it? Hey, listen, as soon as you can. I mean, when you get that first job, you can start putting something away if you're a youngster, but if you have a career, and you you have some thoughts and ideas as to where you want what you want your life to look like then engaging a financial planner to kind of help craft a plan develop a plan and give you some insight as to what's it going to take to achieve that objective is extremely important for instance like i think about it as you know um anything right you want to plan to graduate school or go to college you want to get your bachelor's your master's right you go meet with the advisor you say i want to get a bachelor's in healthcare administration they give you a list of courses you need to take they give you the entrance requirements all of that is a plan that is laid out for you and it tells you if you do these things this will be the outcome the bachelor's degree you must approach the financial world the exact same way if you do these things, this will be the potential outcome. Now we can't guarantee returns or anything like that, but having a plan in place, those who do typically meet their objectives, have more confidence and security in what they're doing. And it removes the stress and the overwhelm and the avoidance and the worry about, oh my gosh, am I going to have enough when I retire? Am I going to have enough to pay for college? Am I going to have enough to buy this home? Do I have enough to respond to emergencies? The plan will really give you some security and stability in your financial life. And so that's extremely important. So 
one of the questions or one of the things I get quite often is, you know, well, I don't have a lot of money. You know, I have a lot of people come to me like, I'm not your client. You know, I don't have a lot of money. And uh, so you can't help me. And, you know, you do need money. Okay. It does take money in this world to work. So I'm not here to tell you that if you don't have anything, you can do something because I would be lying to you. That's just not realistic. But I will say this. Let's think of this as in this way. My one of the things that I'm passionate about outside of wealth and, and generating, um, generating, uh, creating generational wealth, excuse me, is health. Um, I come from a family um, and exposure to lifestyle diseases, and I struggle with those things. High blood pressure is a struggle for me. Um, a time or two, I've been at the borderline diabetes, you know, stage in my life. Um, those of you who may see me on social media know that I'm really committed to working out. Um, not nearly as good about my eating, still a work in progress, but I've really been committed to working out. And I want you to think of it this way. So let's just say you have this weight loss goal. January 1st comes around. Everyone has these great ideas as to um, their New Year's resolutions. And you have this weight loss goal of, you know, I want to lose 30 pounds this year. Do you just say, okay, I'm going to lose 30 pounds, right? No. It, before you even come up with a number, you typically know where you are. So you take an inventory of, okay, where am I? Well, I'm 30 pounds overweight and I need to lose 30 pounds to get to my ideal weight. But you won't know that unless you have taken first an in inventory of where you are. Taken, you've gotten on a scale, you've checked your BMI, you've done your, met, your body measurements, so you know where you are. And then before you can even start saying, okay, I want to... I, these are the things I need to do to get my 30 pounds off. You have to create a plan. A plan has to be created. So we know what the objective is now after we've taken inventory of where we are. Now we begin to put a plan in place to meet that objective. So it may say, oh, you need to go to the gym three times a week. You need to drink a gallon of water every day. You need to increase your vegetable and fruit intake. And those are the things um, you get this plan and you create this plan and then you start implementing those strategies in order to meet the end goal, which is to lose the 30 pounds, right? It's the same thing here. You take your financial inventory, kind of figure out, okay, where am I today? What is my net worth? What is, where my balance sheet? What do I have going on right now? And then where do I want to be? When do I want to retire? At what age I want to retire? Well, you know, if you want to lose the weight, you've got to invest in going to the gym, right? So you may have to sign up for something as low as Planet Fitness, 10 bucks a month. And then some of us go a little bit wild and we join gyms that may cost a couple hundred bucks a month, has maybe a higher level of accountability, whatever it is you need. But you have to invest in yourself in order to yield the return. And unfortunately, I know for me, even though I can read Google, I can go online to Mr. Internet and get my questions answered for the most part, I really can't develop a weight loss plan that way or a healthy lifestyle plan that way. 
You may need an accountability partner, a coach, or somebody that you hire to kind of help walk you along the path to get to that result. That is the same concept when it comes to financial planning. So do you have everything in place when you need to lose the weight? No. You may not even have all of the money that it takes to invest for a whole year's worth of gym membership at the moment. But you make a commitment that, hey, I'm going to invest in me. I'm going to pay for this gym membership because I want to yield this result. So you may not have it all right then and there, but because you're willing to make that investment in yourself, either it's month by month by month, you will yield the results. The results will happen for the most part, they will. Now, I know sometimes for me, they don't, but it has nothing to do with the plan and everything to do with my ability to follow the plan. So my point is, is that no, you don't need lots of money to begin the financial planning process. You do need to be willing to invest in yourself and invest in someone that can help you to create that plan. So ideally, yes, it is going to be a financial cost to doing that, but so is everything. And you've got to decide again, if you're committed to figuring this out, if you're committed to getting the help that you need, if you're committed to, Hey, I need a plan because I don't want to do this for the rest of my life, or I do want to do this for the rest of my life but I may want to travel and do this for the rest of my life. I have no clue as to the way your future self may look like, what the things you want to do in your future. But I do know that not having a plan in place, not having a guide as to the different things you need to do to achieve, achieve your objectives, you don't, you don't make it. And I see it all the time in my world. Lots of people will put money in their employer plans and they'll do well, maybe putting that in place, but then they have no clue as to, oh my gosh, can I retire on this? I'm 55. I'm thinking of retiring in 10 years. Can I? Will I? Well, until a plan has been created, you really will not know. So the same way you would approach trying to, for example, that example I gave, lose weight, get healthy in your body or in your mind is the same thing you need to think about when we're talking about planning for your financial future. You know, everybody's run around generational wealth and investing in this and investing in real estate and doing all those things. And all of that is great. It is magnificent, but not knowing what that behavior, what those activities are going to yield for you in the future is a problem. And if you don't have a plan, then you can plan to fail. And, and we all have heard that saying. So that is, you know, if you don't have money, should you do it? Uh, do you need a lot of money? No. Uh, there are some, some advisors that say that, hey, listen, there are some minimum requirements to work with me. Um, they, they work with a certain level of investor or people who have a certain level of asset, shall I say. Um, but you know, generally speaking, I mean, you can start, uh, at zero. If you're committed to the process, um, invest in yourself, invest in working with someone that will help you to achieve those objectives. 
And then the other thing, the last part of financial planning is implementation. And you know, um, implementation is key, right? Because I don't know how many of you work at organizations and you all may spend two or three days uh, at a retreat building a strategic plan and it's this beautiful plan as to how the organization is gonna run and and the values and the mission and and um, you know who they serve and they create this beautiful binder uh, with great information and then they put it on a shelf and it never works. They just put it on the shelf and then next year they're like, we got another strategic planning retreat and then they open up the binder only to realize that, oh my gosh, we didn't do any of this. Um, it's kind of old. It's not a living document anymore. And so they kind of do the same thing every year. Well, with financial planning, that should never be the case. With financial planning, you need to make sure that you have someone that can help you implement the strategies and the recommendations that have been put into the plan. So I do want to say something else and along that vein is listen, when you're doing a financial plan, it's not we don't we don't help clients do this as a sales strategy, like to try to sell you a product or sell you a service. Like that is really not the objective. However, I do want to be clear, once we provide recommendations, maybe the solutions that we have found for you that would help you reach the objectives requires an investment on your part, right? So if you don't have things like if you're not contributing enough to your retirement account or you don't have one, then that's going to require you to put some money down and do that. Um, if you are not properly protected and you don't have the right amount of life insurance, well, guess what? You're going to have to do that and that's going to require you to invest in that for yourself. So I do want you to understand it is not a sales tactic and I don't think anything is wrong with sales because I it flips me out that people freak out about sales it's like you go to Sam's and you walk in Walmart and they selling to you every minute you're not mad at them and they got all kinds of generational wealth well these are solutions for you so that you can meet the objective whatever that financial objective is for you and those solutions may require financial investment on your part. You have to be comfortable with that. You have to understand that. Now, if you feel like someone's pushing something on you that is not a good fit, you don't want, um, then that's your prerogative. But typically the advisor, you know, we are a lot of times you see a lot of these things and we, we have the privilege of working with a lot of people to implement different solutions. And we, you know, there are solutions that work well. Now I'm not speaking for all of us, but I do know that, um, implementation, uh, of the recommendations will sometimes require you to pay some money. Uh, get a product, open up an account that requires you to make a financial investment. It's your money. It's in your account. It's not for us per se. However, we are compensated based on that, depending on if we start helping you implement solutions and products. And some of those products that we may uh, recommend as a solution to your goals uh, may pay us a commission and may pay us a fee to be able to do that. And again, I see nothing wrong with that as uh, the real estate industry, you want to buy a house? Well, everybody gets paid a commission. 
your needs are satisfied, the solution has been found, and everyone you know, has worked to help you find that solution and they are compensated in that way. So I do want you to understand that implementation is important, right? Because we don't wanna have that strategic plan sitting on the shelf doing nothing. Like, oh yes, I have this financial plan and it says I need to do X, Y, Z and one, two, three, but I hadn't done it yet. Um, it, it's no good. So having someone to walk with you through the implementation process and accepting the fact that implementation may require some dollars uh, for you to invest in yourself so that you can achieve those objectives is extremely, extremely important. So I um, wanted to just go on, come on and share with you the importance of financial planning for women, uh, for people who identify in that manner. Um, it is extremely important. Uh, we will control in the next 10 years, actually nine years now, because the study was the last year's study, but in the next nine years, we're poised to control $30 trillion. That's trillion with a T like Thomas. And so not only do we need to know how to do that, we've got to have a plan for ourselves. Uh, we outlive our male counterparts. And so we need to make sure that we can maintain the standard of living that we had when both of, when two incomes were coming in. So that's extremely important as well. So having a plan or not having a plan is a plan to fail. And I want to really reiterate that uh, with women and let you all know how important it is and let you know that we at Woman to Woman Financial, we help you in that regard. Now, listen, you don't have to use us. Um, we may not be a good fit for everyone and that's fine. Remember I told you, you got to find someone that has the same values. Um, the word that I use all the time is synergy. You know, we, it's got to be a good vibe, have to have a good relationship. It's got to be someone that you feel comfortable being transparent with good and bad. And so we may not be that, that group or that, um, advisor uh, for you and that's perfectly okay i encourage you to find someone to help you begin the process of creating a financial plan for yourself for your family so that we can truly you can truly leave um, generational wealth to those coming behind you if you want that kind of help if you want to have a conversation about where you sit there and and um you know get the help that you need there uh, we'd be more than happy to help you here at Woman to Woman Financial. Uh, you can visit the website, womantowomanfinancial.com. That's W-O-M-A-N-T-O and then W-O-M-A-N financial.com. You can call the office at 904-753-5250. Uh, I am a virtual investment advisor, and so I do work with clients all over the country and be more than happy to have a complimentary financial consultation to kind of see if we're a good fit for each other and um, take it from there. So I pray you found value out of today's uh, programming, uh, why women need a financial plan and how to start, who should start, what it is, and you know the way it should be constructed and the way you should, you know, someone should work with you. 
So I look forward to seeing you next time on the podcast. I'm going to have one of a, a very, very, very good friend of mine. Uh, he's going to talk about money mindset and how we can get our mindset ready to receive wealth, to create wealth. And so I'm really excited about him coming on the show. I look forward to talking to you soon. I pray you all have a wonderful day. Bye.